Well, good weekday evening. Today is Thursday, January 5th, 7 p.m., and you're tuned in to the Parents of Prodigals podcast. I'm your host, Brother Alan Weir. I'm a member of Soul Purpose Evangelical Church located in Middletown, New York. If you're a regular listener, we welcome you back to our podcast. And if you are a first-time listener, the Parents of Prodigals podcast, we welcome you to tuning in, is a weekly live podcast dedicated and committed to the ministry of praying, interceding, and supplication for unsaved and wayward sons and daughters. It's also committed to prayer and supplication and support for the parents and guardians of unsaved and wayward and backslidden sons and daughters. You know, I often say that many of us have sons and daughters, some are teenagers who used to attend church and are no longer interested in attending services. Some of our prodigal sons and daughters are adults, maybe living at home or maybe living away. And life, career, employment, the pursuit of money has preoccupied them, and they're no longer interested in the things of God. Some of us have prodigal sons and daughters who are incarcerated, and we worry about them in those dangerous environments, and we pray for their deliverance and salvation as well as their safety. And some of us have prodigal sons and daughters who are in rehabs, prisoners to addictions, and we pray for their perseverance in, in conquering these demons. Some of us have sons and daughters who are wayward, and we don't know where they are, what they're doing, who they're with. We don't know if they're down the street or overseas, and we worry about them. We may not know where they are, but God does. And so this ministry is dedicated to ministering and praying for prodigal sons and daughters and the parents and guardians of such. Again, this is a live podcast, and we welcome your participation in this program. At this time, we want to let you know that we welcome you to tune in and text in your prayer request. If you have a prayer request, if you text message it in, we will see it on our screen and we will honor it and bring it before the throne of grace. If you want to chime in and share an insight, a scripture, a word of encouragement, this is a Ironing Sharpening Iron podcast as well. Something you may have to say or a testimony or a scripture may encourage someone who needs to hear what you have to say. And so feel free to participate in this live podcast. At this time, I want to welcome, we have listeners in California, Idaho, North Carolina, Tennessee, Oklahoma, Texas, Massachusetts, Alabama, Arkansas, Georgia, Connecticut, Illinois, and Michigan. And many of our listeners may be tuning in live, and due to time factors or differences geographically in time zones, some people may not be listening to this podcast live, but maybe downloading it at a later time. That's fine, too. The Holy Spirit is not confined to time and space. He can move and work in your lives through a downloaded podcast as well as he can through a live one. And so we welcome you. We thank you for tuning in and listening. We pray that you're blessed at this particular time. 
We will be sharing a devotional a little bit later on, and we will also be approaching the throne of grace during our podcast. We have several prayer requests, which we'll be presenting before the Lord for the deliverance and salvation of our unsaved and wayward prodigal sons and daughters. Again, this is the Parents of Prodigals podcast. This is a special podcast as well. This is the first podcast of the new year. And at this time, we have uh, a special co-host who is joining me this evening in um, ministering to you. Um, in our last podcast, our co-host was Pastor Albert Feliciano. He is our senior pastor here at Soul Purpose Evangelical Church. Well, this week we have the honor and the privilege, as well as the blessing, as far as I'm concerned, of having his son, Pastor A.J. Feliciano, who is co-hosting this program with me, and he'll be sharing his insights, his testimony, and joining me in prayer and supplication, petition, and spiritual warfare for our prodigal sons and daughters in prayer. So at this time, I want to introduce Pastor A.J. Feliciano and welcome you to the Parents of Prodigals podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's, it's an honor to be here. Um, Happy New Year. This is uh, it's great. This is the first podcast of 2023. Um, I just thank you for having me as a guest and uh, can't wait to see what the Holy Spirit does tonight. Amen. Amen. Every podcast is is new and exciting. We don't know what's going to happen. Of course, this is not a a thriller show, <laughs> but, you know, the Holy Spirit is unpredictable. I have um, Brother Jamie laughing here. Uh, this is the, the Holy Spirit's very unpredictable, but he is a gentleman and all things are done in order. Yes. So at this time, I'm going to ask our young pastor, A.J. Feliciano, to lead us in an opening word of prayer before we get into our devotional. Amen. <clears throat> Father God, I just come before you right now. I thank you for this podcast. I thank you for what you're going to do tonight. We welcome your Holy Spirit here. Um, I just pray for anybody that is tuning in, anybody that is coming to listen. I just pray right now that you will just come and, and indwell the room that they're in. Mm. And may we speak with clarity. May we speak with precision. May everything that we say bring you glory, Father. Um, we thank you because you are awesome. We worship you because you are King of Kings. You are Lord of Lords. You are on your throne today and forever. Um, so just bless tonight, even bless this fellowship. Mm. Um, and we come expecting, we come with expectancy in our heart and we just praise you. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much, Pastor. Uh, he prayed that we speak with clarity. I also pray that we speak without coughing. <laughs> all of us, all three of us, but myself, AJ, and Brother Jamie, at one time were battling a bad cold. So at intervals, I'll do the best I can to keep from coughing. Uh, if I do, please excuse me, because I'm going to cough right now. <coughs> Thank you. Well, at this time, I'm going to get into our devotional, and we try to relate our devotionals to the topic of prodigalism. And the title of tonight's devotion is The Strongholds Over Our Prodigals. The Strongholds Over Our Prodigals. And our Bible text tonight is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4 through 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4 through 5, and I'll give you a few moments to find that text in your Bibles. 
You know, of all the port cities the apostles visited, none was more wicked or decadent than Corinth. In fact, it was so bad that the Greek term Corinthiasomai, behave like a Corinthian, came to describe someone who was extremely immoral. Corinth had Romans, Greeks, Jews, and many other ethnic and religious groups from different intellectual and philosophical backgrounds from all over the Mediterranean. Now, when Paul was ministering in Corinth, he faced difficult challenges from Greeks who relied on intellect and dismissed the gospel as foolish and illogical, idol worshipers who had their own gods, cynics who questioned Paul's authority and credibility, and pleasure seekers who had no time for anything except fulfilling their own lusts. Corinth was a hardened city with hardened people who had hardened hearts. It was the ultimate stronghold. Now let's read our scripture text together. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4 through 5. And I'll be emphasizing certain words and phrases in our text because they bear significance in our devotion and our spiritual warfare for our prodigals. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4 through 5. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds, <clears throat> casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. You know, with all the lifestyles, vices, beliefs, and pursuits that our prodigal sons and daughters may be involved in, it's easy to perhaps see them like the Corinthians, Corinthiasomai, behaving like Corinthians, and perhaps become discouraged by the grip that these strongholds have on them. In fact, Paul's use of the terms pulling down, strongholds, casting down, high things, captivity is no coincidence. Paul chose these words purposely. He was referring to an actual military conflict that was occurring at that time period. And he used these words to illustrate our spiritual warfare for our prodigals. Let's get into that for a second to understand his terminology. At that time, Judea and Palestine were the food baskets, the primary food supply for Rome. And the supply ships that carried the food had to sail past the rocky cliffs of Cilicia. Paul was from Tarsus, which is located in Cilicia. So he knew what he was referring to when he used those terms. The pirates who were in Cilicia had high rock forts that were made of stones that were piled into walls. And the Romans referred to these walls as strongholds because the Romans could not overcome them. There were about 120 of these high-built cliff fortifications. And when Roman food supply ships would sail by the Cilician coastline, the pirates would come out of their strongholds, attack and raid the ships, steal the food, and then retreat back into their cliff strongholds. Now, the Roman army was invincible on land. Nobody could beat them on land battles. But against the Cilician pirates on the sea, and against these cliff forts, these strongholds, every effort to overcome and defeat them failed. And so you had 120 cliff fortifications located high up and 10,000 pirates bringing the Roman Empire to the point of starvation. 
All their normal approaches to warfare failed, and their regular weapons were ineffective. Finally, the Roman Senate and the Roman government assigned its top general, General Pompey, to deal with the pirates and their cliff rock forts. Pompey had a brilliant idea. Instead of going after the pirate ships, he would go after the strongholds that were sheltering the pirates, but not in the conventional and regular way. Now, General Pompey had a knowledge of engineering, and he designed and built what he described to the Roman Senate in Latin were potens armarium, mighty weapons that he would use to attack the cliff forts. And these potens armarium, these mighty weapons, were ships that had huge grappling hooks. And these grappling hooks would be catapulted in different directions. And the hooks on these catapults would stick into the stone walls of the strongholds. And the Roman ships would pull the stronghold walls down. Every stronghold stone wall was pulled down into the sea, leaving the pirates no defense. Meanwhile, Roman troops and soldiers were positioned to capture any fleeing pirates who tried to escape. They brought the pirates into captivity to the obedience of Rome, and these pirate prisoners were then led to a new stronghold under Roman subjection, authority, and control. The pirates were overwhelmed, and they had no answer to these potens armarium, these mighty weapons that were effective to the pulling down of the strongholds of the Cilician pirates. What seemed like an impossible problem was broken down permanently. Knowing that normal weapons would fail, Pompey relied on potens armarium, mighty weapons, and that gave absolute victory and deliverance. The only way to get a permanent victory was to pull down the enemy's strongholds rather than to try to fight them directly. Now, let me ask you, what are some of the strongholds that you, as a parent or guardian of a prodigal, are praying against? Is it gang involvement? Is your young person getting involved with the wrong crowd and getting in trouble with the law? Is it drug addiction? With your prodigal staying clean for a period of time only to continually relapse into bondage? Is it an alternative lifestyle, a way of life that your prodigal is becoming more deeply embedded in? as you witness physical and personality changes that this world would reinforce as normal? Is it alternative religious beliefs, crystals, stones, Buddhism, Hinduism, meditation, yoga? Is it career and money as the pursuit for riches and prosperity and affluency take first place ahead of the things of eternity? Is the stronghold bitterness and disappointment maybe having a negative experience in a church or seeing what they feel is hypocrisy in the church that brings reproach to the cause of Christ and makes them resistant to even considering becoming a Christian? Is the stronghold emotional or mental in nature, depression, low self-esteem, feelings of hopelessness, guilt over a current situation, past failures or mistakes? Is it the love of pleasure and partying, too busy enjoying life and no time to consider the things of eternity. Whatever the strongholds are, when we look at them through a human and fleshly perspective and try to overcome them through human efforts, we can get discouraged. 
And when we become discouraged, these strongholds can appear imposing, intimidating us into fear and worry. They can appear impregnable, impossible to get through and overcome. And these strongholds can appear inaccessible, like the pirate strongholds, beyond God's power to reach. In fact, the word stronghold, or kuruma, is not only translated to mean fortress or stronghold, it comes from the root word oxiruma, which is also used to describe a prison. An okuma is used figuratively also to describe a frame of mind, a way of thinking that a person is deeply entrenched in. Our prodigal sons and daughters, their hearts, their lives, their minds are in an okuma. They're in a fortress, a prison, and only the power of God can bring down these walls. And we as parents and guardians of prodigals need also to guard against becoming prisoners in a stronghold, in okruma. We can become prisoners of fear and doubt and worry, not believing that God can save our prodigals. We can become bitter at the process of God's timing. He's taking too long. Why is he not working now? Or we can become weary and giving up praying and fasting for them. So what is the answer to breaking down these strongholds? Well, I believe the answer is found right in our scripture text, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4 through 5. And I believe that there are four words and phrases in our text that shed light on the proper perspective, the proper spiritual frame of mind, and the proper approach that we're supposed to have when it comes to dealing with the challenges of the strongholds that our prodigals are prisoners of. The first phrase or the first word, as we go into our text, for the weapons of our warfare are mighty. The word warfare, stratia. Now, this word doesn't refer to a single battle, but a major prolonged conflict, a military expedition or a campaign. The conquest and victory over the pirate strongholds was not an event. It was a process. It required time and patience. In that same way, the deliverance and salvation of our prodigals is something that God is working on, but we need to trust in the process and trust in the method. It's a conflict between demonic forces that are holding our prodigals prisoner and angelic and godly forces. The word of God says that the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And you and I, as parents of prodigals, are engaged in a campaign to stop this from happening. And like the pirates in Cilicia, their goal is to steal, to kill, and destroy. We need to stop them. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. That's the second phrase, fleshly. The Greek word is sarkikos, and this pertains to human nature, human efforts, and human desires. All of us want to see our prodigals delivered and saved, but all the persuasive speech and all the pleading and nagging in the world will not bring our prodigals to Christ. Only the power of God, the moving of the Holy Spirit, to convict and deliver can bring someone to the foot of the cross, opening up their eyes to the truth of the gospel. John chapter 16, verse 13 says, When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. And earlier in that chapter, verse 8 of chapter 16, the Word of God says, And when He comes, referring to the Holy Spirit, He will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness 
and judgment. In fact, in 1 Corinthians, Paul himself says in chapter 2, verse 4, my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and power. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but phrase number three, mighty in God, theos dunatos, having the power of God, spiritually effective, complete reliance and trust in the spirit of God. Now, we get the word dynamite from the word dunatos, but many mistakenly believe it refers to explosions. Well, unfortunately, I hate to burst your bubble, but in the first century, there was no combustion and there were no explosions. The word dunatos refers to the ability and the power to effect change. It's a divine capability to transform. Only the wonder-working power of the shed blood of Jesus Christ can pull down strongholds and release the captives. And our last word, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty in God. The word weapons is our first word in the entire text. Hoplon. That Greek word hoplon refers in general to any instrument or tool that's necessary to accomplish a task. If you're digging a hole, the hoplon you would use would be a shovel. If you were writing a letter, the hoplon you would use would be a pen. But when it's used in a military sense, Hoplon refers to armaments of defense and offense. Our enemy is spiritual. Our conflict is spiritual. Our obstacles and challenges to the salvation of our prodigals are spiritual. And so our hoplon, our weapons, both offensive and defensive, have to be spiritual. And for this, I'm going to defer to our young pastor, A.J. Feliciano, pastor the weapons of our warfare are mighty unto yes. God to the pulling down of strongholds. But what are these mighty weapons that can pull down these strongholds? Wow. Uh, what powerful insight. Um, it was awesome how you were expounding on that, how the Apostle Paul was actually telling the Corinthians and, and giving them something to relate to mm. um, in the physical. But the battle is clearly spiritual. And for the parents of prodigals, the battle, right, is not against flesh and blood. Um, I'll read uh, Ephesians 6, 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Um, so we have to fight that battle spiritually. And I think that Jesus showed us the best how to. And it's with the word. Mm. And so, uh, you know, I'm reminded in uh, Matthew um, when Jesus is in the wilderness and, uh, you know, the, the tempter, the, the devil, he comes and, and he tries to tempt our Lord. Um, and he says, right. Uh, but he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You know, I, I tend to think about this. You know, Jesus could have just killed Satan right there. He's that powerful. He's God. But he was showing you that in the flesh, you can fight against spirit. You could fight a spiritual battle. Um, and you can see that the devil, he continued. He says, don't you know, right? If, if I'm paraphrasing, but if you jump off this cliff, don't you know that the angels won't even let you dash your foot upon the stone? Mm. He was trying to give something that Jesus already knew he had. 
And I think we need to come. I'm not a parent of a prodigal, but I can give insight that because I have friends that you know, are, are prodigals. I I actually have uh, one of my brothers that I would consider as prodigal. He's he he was a mighty man of God, but he's in a backslidden state. Mm. And uh, right, we know in uh, I think it's Proverbs twenty two six, right? Raise a child up in the ways of the Lord, and when they're old, they'll never depart. Right. Um, and I say that's a that's a verse to grip on as a as a parent of a prodigal. Mm. But. It's what we instill into the children. It's what we instill into them. And when it comes to fighting, right? When 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 we're it's a spiritual battle. It comes to fighting, a, you know, against the works of of the enemy. A number one, the word of God. But we could also fight in worship. Um, when we worship God in spirit and in truth, um, the enemy and no demon in hell can be around worshiping God. Mm. Um, I'm th- I think of the man in the gatherings, the demoniac. You know, even he bowed down to Jesus, right? Um, why have Why have you come before our time, right? Um, it's It's a hundred percent a spiritual battle. Um, I think you just have to be ready in season, out of season, um, for whatever the enemy throws your way, mm. um, and to stay encouraged. Because a lot of times, you know. We don't see the progress. We don't see the, the the growth. You know, even when we're praying without ceasing, right? I think it's in Thessalonians. We pray without ceasing, right. but it's sim- sometimes we don't see those prayers answered right away, mm-hmm. and we get impatient. But we have to understand that God is not bound by time, right? He's not bound by our time. He's out of the realm of time. Mm. So continue praying. Continue fasting. Um, right? And uh, actually, I have it right here in Matthew right? It says that, uh, I think it's, yeah, Matthew 17, 21. Um, and it says that these demons only leave through prayer and fasting. Um, we make jokes all the time in the, in the NIV, which I call the non-inspired version. (laughs) Um, they took this verse out and you know, why, why did they remove this? Um, that's the question to ask, but sometimes we have to pray and fast for our children. Mm -hmm. Um, because clearly in their prodigal living and their prodigal lifestyle, they're not going to pray. They're not going to fast. So it's like, we have to stand in the gap for them, um, and just be patient. And, uh, I think that's really, you know, when, when we ask what's, you know, you asked me, what was the weapons that we use? Right. Definitely prayer, fasting, worship, mm-hmm. um, always relying on the word of God, um, I may weep in the night, but joy will come in the morning. There's verses that as a parent of a prodigal, you need to stand on Mm -hmm. because you can easily be discouraged. Um, But yeah. Now, you know, I, you mentioned the weapons of, of warfare that were to use. Now in the devotional, I mentioned that um, the Romans were using regular tactics, regular weapons to pull down the strongholds. Nothing worked. Mm. And of course, again, General Pompey came up with these potens armarium, these mighty weapons. These were the weapons that were effective to pulling down the stronghold. So I guess we can assume that there are mighty weapons and then there are ineffective weapons. Right. What are some of the ineffective weapons that we as parents should not be using? Hmm. Um, As hard as it, as it, it's a, it's hard word to give, right? Um, I would just say like losing hope. Mm-hmm. Um, 
not standing on the word. Right. Literally everything that we that we gave as a spiritual weapon, right. doing the opposite of it. <laughs> right. Right. Mm -hmm. Um. If if you're not praying, mm -hmm. if you're not fasting. Right. Um. If you're not in the word, mm -hmm. it's like how how a how can you communicate with the Father? Right. How can you have relationship with God if you don't speak with him? Right. You know, we, we want to see the face of God. You know, we want to be in the presence of God, but we don't pray. Mm. We don't read our word. And then when you see your, 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 your child, what I'll, I'll say in the Ebonics, walling out, right? Mm -hmm. They're, they're walling out and they're doing whatever they want. And then you want to call on God. You know, you, you tend to call on God in the bad times. Right. Mm-hmm. I would say that's that's one of the biggest things is you you only call on the father right. when you need him. Right. And it's like you're treating God as as a genie, as a genie in the bottle. Right. right. Um and then in the good times you forget about him. Or when you want that something brand new, you you call on him. You mentioned earlier now we talked about praying. Uh, uh we you know when we were doing the devotional People may be holding their breath. Oh, my God, what is this magic formula? There's really <laughs> nothing magic about it. In fact, um, in the Parents of Prodigals uh, site, <coughs> I often put on posts, pray for your prodigals, pray mm. for your prodigals, pray for your prodigals. Yes. And, and many, many times we as parents of prodigals, we hope and we hope that our prodigals will, maybe a co-worker will witness to them. Maybe they'll hear a Christian song. Yeah. Uh, we may ask them on occasion, will you come to church with me? But we are not praying. We are not mm. fasting for our prodigals. And right. and again, there is no uh, magic pill. Uh, there. It, Prayer is the key. Fasting. 100%. You mentioned fasting. Yes. You made a good point. Jesus said, I mean, the disciples said, listen, we tried to cast out some demons and oh, right. nothing worked. <laughs> and Jesus said, well, this kind of only comes up by prayer and fasting. These these strongholds, right? Um, you know, some strongholds are stronger than others. And yeah. in the devotion, it mentioned that regular tactics and regular strategies didn't work. Nagging, pressuring, guilt inducement. Yes. Those are ineffective weapons mighty weapons are weapons which are of god they're mighty in god theos dunatos yes uh, only weapons that are spiritual in nature can break down these strongholds right. prayer fasting yes living a good christian life before your sons and daughters what good is praying for them if you're living a hypocritical life sure. uh, that that may turn them off of course but yeah. um those are some interesting insights those are the the hoplands Yes. so to speak, that are mighty in God, prayer and fasting, reading of the word. You have to be in the word. The word gives power. Yes. Amen. You know, the changes, the salvation, the deliverance we long to see in our prodigals from whatever is holding firmly them in their grip, the Okuma, the prison, the stronghold walls will never be pulled down by human arguments, mm. pressure, by intellect or gimmicks. Only when we employ potens armenium, spiritual mighty weapons that are theos dunatos, weapons that are mighty in God, spiritual in nature, not in of ourselves, but spiritual weapons that are mighty in God, will we see our prodigals come to the obedience of the gospel. Then and only then, because our conflict is a spiritual conflict. What is that phrase, uh, that verse, Pastor? We wrestle not against flesh, flesh and, and blood. blood. 
Yes. But against That's principalities and against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. Right. And against spiritual wickedness in high places. And those are the forces that have our prodigals in bondage. Our weapons have to be mighty in God, theos dunatos. And only when they're mighty in God will those strongholds be able to be pulled down. And we will see our prodigals saved, sanctified, and filled with the Spirit of God. Praise God. You yeah. know, I often say that um, I, I don't believe we're living in the last days. Mm. I believe we're living in the last moments, the last seconds. Yeah. And the next event on the biblical prophetic calendar is the rapture. Following the rapture, there's going to be a period of time known as the Great Tribulation. It's going to be a horrible time. And while we want the Lord to come, we also don't want to see our prodigals left behind to face this horrible time. This is not a time to play games sure. or take anything for granted. If you are the parent of a prodigal son or daughter, pray, pray, pray. Call in to this podcast. We will pray for you and your prodigal son and daughter. But you need to pray in faith, persevere in prayer, watching therein. And I always believe and I've always said that if we continue steadfast in prayer, you will see the salvation yeah. of your prodigal son and daughter. Our brother Jamie, who's our board man, can testify to that his daughter and her daughter's part his daughter's partner came to christ renouncing old lifestyles and committing their lives to jesus christ in fact he was sharing before our podcast began that they worship in song and they sang in the church where there are members in thank god for that we'll be yeah. lifting china and alexa up in prayer later on in our podcast for their perseverance well, I want to thank you, AJ, for your insights, for our devotional. At this time, we are going to break for a musical interlude. We always take some time to play two musical numbers, strengthening your faith, providing comfort and encouragement. And when we conclude with our musical interlude, we'll return with the second half of the Parents of Prodigals podcast and more testimonies and words of encouragement from our pastor, A.J. Feliciano. And so we'll be right back with the second half of the Parents of Prodigals podcast.
Jesus 
All right, we welcome you back to the second half of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. Again, I'm your host, Brother Alan Weir, and I'm joined by Pastor A.J. Feliciano, the son of our senior pastor, Pastor Robert Feliciano. And again, this is the Parents of Prodigals podcast. This is a live podcast, and we welcome your participation and your input. If you have a prayer request, there's still time to get it in. And we will lift it before the throne of grace when we start our prayer time. Maybe there's an insight you'd like to share, a verse of scripture, or maybe a word of encouragement. Again, something you have to say may provide encouragement, comfort, and strength to the parent of a prodigal. There may be a prodigal listening to this podcast right now. Stay tuned in, because if necessary, we'll pray for you too. In fact, if you're a prodigal, call in and we will pray for you live. I understand that we had a question that was sent in. What was the question? The question was. So it is, what is the most effective way to pray during fasting? What is the most effective way to pray during fasting? Well, uh, I'm going to provide my insight, but I'm also going to request that uh, Brother AJ, I may even request... uh, Brother Jamie to chime in on the insight as well, because we actually the, the question came in during our musical interlude and we were talking about it and we were all sharing our own insights. But for me, uh, the most effective way of praying that I find helps me during my fasting is praying scripture. Many times I'll sit down and I'll have my Bible opened and while I'm fasting, I will have my Bible open to a psalm or maybe to one of the letters in the New Testament, and I will turn the words of Scripture into a prayer. I may be praying the 23rd Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And I'll take that Scripture and I'll say, Lord, I thank you for being my shepherd. I pray that you help my daughter, make my daughter one of your sheep, or my son one of your sheep. Help us not to stray away as wayward sheep normally do. Whatever it is, the Spirit of God will illuminate your mind, will guide you into all truth. The Word of God says we have to worship God in spirit and truth. And effective prayer is prayer that's done in spirit. And the Word of God is spirit and truth. So for me, I find the most effective way of praying during fasting is to have your Bible open and pick a psalm and pray through that psalm. Interject your name and the names of your loved ones in that passage of Scripture and turn the very words of God, the very words of Scripture, into personalized prayer. You will never pray the same old thing in the same old way again. The Holy Spirit will inspire you. Praying Scripture, for me, is powerful. Brother AJ, chime in here. Yeah, um, I think that's that's so right on. You know, the word really is the bread, right? It's Mm. what gives us the nourishment. Um, A lot of times we make the mistake of, you know, we're like, I'm just going to get rid of food and and that's my fasting. Right. And there's a difference between starving yourself Mm -hmm. and fasting. Right. Because as we're fasting, right, we're supposed to be praying. We're supposed to be getting in our word. And like I said, that, that, that's what gives us the nourishment. Right. And that's also powerful, you know, Mm. pick a Psalm, you know, read it and and include your children yes you know include yourself if if it pertains to you include yourself in the prayer yes um but it's definitely a a a spiritual thing Mm. um when you're fasting and when you're praying and when you're seeking the father on on the behalf of your children 
um, you want God to speak to you audibly. Mm. And the more you make fasting a lifestyle, when you live a fasted lifestyle, mm -hmm. then it's not really going to be hard to figure out what to do. Right. See, the Holy Spirit will give you the strategy. Mm. The Holy Spirit will inspire you mm. um, to, to switch, to change, you know, to what what do I want to pray for? And the, uh, allow the Holy Spirit to, to tell you, you know, this right. is the certain area in your life. I'd say speaking in tongues, right? The Holy Spirit has, uh, he's, he's, Taking that message, bringing it to the Father, decoding it, and bringing it back to you. That's right. Right. Um, he's interceding on our behalf. Right. So sometimes when you're when you're praying and you don't know what to pray, begin to speak in your heavenly language. That's right. That's because right. right, that's what Scripture says. It says when we don't know what to say, when we don't have the words, you start speaking in tongues. Let the Holy Spirit take that and decode it and 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 give it to you. He'll give you the word, and it should always line up with scripture. That's right. That's right. Right. Even when we're corporately speaking in tongues, mm -hmm. there always should be an interpretation. Right. And it always should line up with scripture. Right. Um, so I would definitely say, you know, what, what do I pray for when I'm fasting on the behalf of my children? I say, speak in tongues. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, the be, word, being in the spirit. That's right. The word of God says that, that we don't know what to pray for. And, and the spirit of God will, will speak in, you know, utterances which yes. we don't know right uh, you know maybe many times when i've been burdened and i don't know what to say and i may have my bible open but there's a burden in my heart and i don't know what that burden is and i'll start speaking in tongues i don't know what i'm saying but the spirit of god does amen and you know when i mentioned praying scripture the Bible says that the word of God is the sword of the spirit. Yes. And when you are praying scripture, you are utilizing that sword. A Amen. sword is an offensive weapon. And your right. trust and faith in the word that you're reading is the shield of faith. Yes. Your complete confidence in the word of God that you're reading and using it for prayer. So right on point. Praying in the spirit, in the heavenly language, and praying scripture. Now, our brother Jamie was sharing some insights, and even though he's our board man, we're going to get a mic over to him because I want to hear what he has to say, his insights on the most effective way of praying, because we all have our own insights. Right now, iron is going to sharpen iron. Go ahead, brother Jamie. I think I may have mentioned this on uh, a prior episode, yes. but I am always one who is seeking spiritual lessons in the natural right? We're, we're sitting here. We are um, body, mind, soul, spirit, all in one, all at the same time. Uh, we live this life in the natural. We're experiencing it in the natural, but we're also under attack spiritually. Uh, we go on the offensive spiritually against right. these spiritual attacks and mm -hmm. stuff. And, you know, God created us so beautifully and wonderfully, right? We are wonderfully made yeah. by an awesome creator and how anybody can possibly think, possibly think this is happenstance right. or just, you know, some randomness of the universe, right? right? That God made fasting in the natural a process to clean our own bodies, mm -hmm. right? When you deny yourself nourishment and, and Jesus did this, right? And, and, and if you're living a Christian life and you haven't made um, a purpose of fasting, if, if you've attended our church here at Soul Purpose um, over the last couple of years, you, you've heard intentional an awful lot, right? Yeah. And so to walk this 
walk, you have to walk it intentionally, right? If you mm -hmm. do not, you're going to go astray, right? Right. You know, um, but so you have to make fasting an intentional part of your life, but not just to fast, right? Not just to deny yourself and go hungry and stuff. You have to actually take the time while you're denying your body, the, the physical nourishment to go on your face and seek the Lord and pray and get that spiritual nourishment. But like I was saying, um, in the natural, our wonderful bodies that God has created, when you deny yourself food for a period of time, your body enters this uh, state, uh, and I believe it's called autophagy, and I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. But what happens is, like, it's literally your own body killing off dead and and bad cells, even like cancer cells, right? in the natural mm -hmm. and replacing them with brand new healthy cells right and it only happens when you deny yourself that food and, you know and gluttony is one of those seven deadly sins that we don't talk about but uh, you know you know so again don't you think that spiritually when we're denying ourselves naturally that god is cleaning us up spiritually as well and doing a work mm. in our spirit as we're fasting at the same time of course he is right. uh, but again if, if you're in a christian walk and i've been guilty of it you know you have to make it an intentional thing it's not just giving up the food and just going hungry you know you you <clears throat> must go before the lord and seek that nourishment uh, for it to be effective otherwise right. it's just going hungry dieting that's right? right that's right that's right you know if you are the parent of a prodigal and you are tuning into this podcast as i said before during the devotion worry anxiety and doubt can creep into your mind i mentioned during our previous podcast that sometimes a person can come to christ quickly jesus saw matthew at the tax collector's booth and said follow me and he got right up and followed him right Jesus saw the fishermen by the boats and said, follow me. And the word of God says, immediately they left their nets and followed. Yeah. Nathaniel brought his brother immediately. However, sometimes it can take a process. Paul on the road to Damascus, resistant to the gospel, hostile to believers. He didn't get up and follow Christ right away. He had to be knocked off his horse and blinded. Right. Your prodigal may follow Christ right away, or he may, he or she may have to be knocked off a horse. Yeah. We have to trust God's process and trust God's timing. And most of all, like the question was asked, and my brothers AJ and Jamie answered, we need to employ, like a devotional mentioned, potents armenium, mighty weapons yes. that are effective to the pulling down of strongholds, prayer, fasting, trust belief and don't doubt the process don't doubt the method commit your prodigal to the lord they will come to christ but don't doubt don't worry don't let the enemy rob you of sleep at night yeah but continue to trust the lord you know we have our brother aj here as a guest host and at this time I'm going to give him the mic. Well, he has one in front of him anyway. I'm going to uh, I'm going to request that he give his testimony. I want to hear, Brother AJ, your journey yeah. in accepting Christ, your insights. Uh, I know you have a lot to share, but I'd like to know what your what your testimony is. Where were you? 
how you came to the Lord, and what are your insights regarding prodigalism, wayward sons and daughters, and even your insights about uh, parenting. You may not be a parent. You will be soon, I hope. Yes, amen. But, but in terms of parents, uh, you, are, you are a young person. We want to hear your testimony and your insights to this effect. Praise God. Um, so I was born and born and raised in the faith. Mm. Um, all I know is the, all I know is church. All I know is the Lord. Um, I was saved when I was nine throughout my teenhood. I probably got saved 277 times, <laughs> you know, every time, you know, you got that, that brimstone hellfire preaching, right. You run up to the altar. Right. Um, but I truly, truly had an encounter with God. Um, I would say in my adulthood, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I asked myself a question when I was about 18, 19 years old, you know, just out of high school, I, I, I started working in the trades and I had my life, you know, all ahead of me. Right. Um, I asked myself a question. I say, do I serve God because my parents are pastors or do I serve God because I genuinely love God? Mm -hmm. And you would think that question, you know, I, I had to answer it truthfully. Right. And I began to realize that maybe, maybe I don't love God. Maybe I, you know, maybe this is not for me. Mm -hmm. And literally from 18, 19 years old, I was still coming to church. I still, cause I was living in my father's house. My father is a pastor. Right. You know, it, it's funny. They, they always say that the pastor's kids are always the worst. <laughs> well, like Paul said, he's the chief sinner. I, I was that, I was the chief pastor's kid. Right. Sinner. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I make light humor of it, but it, it goes full circle because from that point, from when I was 18 to 20, you know, 21, I basically, uh, started studying multiple different things. Mm -hmm. Um, trying to, trying to contradict God and trying to, you know, I went stupid, stupidly, right. It was, it was foolish, but what I noticed in reading different texts and, and different things, um, the Lord would show me right. where the error was. Mm -hmm. And now it's funny because now, you know, I'm, I'm turning 27 this year. Um, I'm able to use all the things that I've studied in my younger, you know, when I, when I was on that journey, right. um, I'm able to use to minister to other people. Right. Um, when I was 23, and it's funny because, you know, uh, 23, I, you know, I always talk about the numbers that preach. Mm -hmm. um, 23 actually has two meanings. Uh, 23 in the positive is being in the presence of God. Mm -hmm. In the negative, it's death. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we are in 2023. I know God is doing something awesome this year, um, but I don't want to go on a bunny trail. But when I was 23 years old, um, I, I was having a lot of, uh, chest pains, chest issues. I, I literally felt like I was just going to have a heart attack and die. Right. And it's going to sound funny, but this is where I really had a true encounter with God. Mm -hmm. I literally took a day off of work. <clears throat> I, I, I had, um, a scheduled appointment with a cardiovascular surgeon, one of the best in Westchester that right. my boss is good friends with. Mm -hmm. Um, he wanted to do, you know, uh, uh, they do the sonography on the heart and right. they wanted to do a stress test and everything. But I took the days, two days off of work. The first day I literally undressed myself and I began to pray. And I was like, Lord, I need you to intervene. Mm -hmm. And I just began to cry. And I literally laid on the floor, prostrate, like, like David said, you know, he laid down and, right. and the Lord told me, I want you to worship me like this when you don't have any issues. Mm -hmm. 
and I just felt the Holy Spirit woof, in the room. And I remember, you know, going on the next day, doing the stress test and everything, and everything came back negative. The, the doctor said, why are you here? You know, your heart is completely healthy. You know, this, you know, you, you're fine. Uh -huh. And from that point on, I was like, I will worship you in spirit and truth uh -huh. for the rest of my life. Right. And, you know, that, that's my testimony. I, I, a lot of times, you know, everyone sees you, you know, you're, you're in church. I, you know, I'm a worship minister. Um, you know, I, I've, I've come and preach. I, I, I did three, three sermons last year uh -huh. and, you know, people don't count the cost, right. you know, people say, Oh, wow, look, look at this young gentleman, you know, he's up there preaching, mm -hmm. but people don't know what people have gone through in order to be right. up there. Mm -hmm. Um, the Lord says no strange fires, right. On the pulpit. Right. Um, that's something that we have to guard. Um, and you know, in this house, you know, we, we, we have reverence for, for the pulpit. Not anybody can just go up there and, and say whatever they want. Right. Um, it's all about speaking the uncompromised word of God. Exactly. Yes. Um, but, you know, like you were saying, you know, to pertain to, um, prodigal, uh, parents of prodigals or even kids that are prodigals mm -hmm. uh, currently, um, I remember preaching a sermon called the prodigal religion mm. and basically Monday through Saturday, we, we live that, that lifestyle that we want to, but every Sunday we come back running to the father, right. Mm -hmm. Just to do it all over again. And if there's someone that's listening, that, that is young, um, and stumbled on this podcast, I'm, I'm here to say that, you know, don't give up. Um, if you're struggling with, with anything, you know, the Lord knows what you're struggling with. Um, but begin to seek God's face. If, if you want to seek the Lord, you call on him. Um, he won't just come and, and present himself to you. He may, but you have to be intentional, right? Mm. Brother Jamie was talking about being intentional. We have to be intentional. Right. Um, when we're praying for our, our prodigal children, you have to be intentional. And, you know, I'm, I'm reminded of Paul with the, with the thorn in his side. Mm -hmm. And we have to remember that our prodigal children could be that thorn in our flesh. Right. Mm -hmm. But God says, my grace is sufficient for you. Mm. So in the season, <clears throat> even if it's a thorn, even if it's constantly stabbing at you, right. hold on to the word. Mm. Hold on. You, if you love your son, what do you think God thinks of you and your son? If you love your daughter, right, with that only that mother father love that you can have for a child, think of how God loves you that much, and He loves your your uh, seed that much. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes they they can be a thorn in the flesh, right? Yes, that's right. And you can be praying, and you can be fasting, and you can you know you you do everything you have to do, and it seems like they're getting worse. I was just thinking that. that's why I was just thinking that. Yes, that's my right. grace is sufficient for you. That's right. That's you right. see, when you when you begin to understand the grace of God and the mercy of God, begin to have grace for your your children. Mm. Begin to have mercy for them. Um, I love what Pastor Frank Leonetti said. He says the same mercy that you're supposed to have on someone else mm -hmm. is the same mercy you don't. Uh, the same mercy that you have on someone else is the same mercy that you don't deserve. Right. Right. And that, that punched me in the gut because, you know, we're so quick to be like, 
you know, ah, oh, you know, how can I have mercy on this person? They, they, they're hurting themselves. Right. Mm -hmm. Addiction. I, I have a brother that is currently in rehab, mm -hmm. pastoral family. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, pe people don't, they, they think, oh, you know, you're the pastoral family that nothing happens to you guys. Right. It's constant attack, constant battle. It's, what it's funny because what a, what someone does in their own personal life, right? It will try to affect the, min, the ministry. You know, it's interesting you mention that because when we, uh, I, believe, I believe it's Brother Louis Palau who mm. uh, passed away. His son was a prodigal. Wow. Franklin Graham wasn't always um, a believer. Franklin Billy Graham's son at one time wow. was a prodigal as well. We tend to think that um, that these great men of God. Um, their children are automatically in the faith. Wow. And I mentioned during a previous podcast, you can be a prodigal in church. True. Our, we yeah. have young people, we may have young people or even adults who sing in the choir, uh, serve in the church, but, you know, the Lord knows their heart. They, you can be a prodigal in church. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. not all prodigals are in bars or <laughs> right. on street corners or behind behind bars. Uh, some prodigals can be up front in the choir or on the worship team or yep. uh, maybe taking an offering. Yep. Um, you know, the Lord, but the Lord knows the heart. You made a good point. Uh, you said earlier that you were raised in the church, right. but you actually had a real encounter with God. Yes. I think you were 18 or 19. Yeah. It, God, God had to, what's the word? Kazak you. Yes. Kazak you. Yes. Knock you off your horse. Yes. You were on a Damascus road, mm -hmm. and the Spirit of God had to knock you off your horse, so to speak, and blind right. you, and gave you a incredible revelation to make his presence real in your life. Yes. Wow, that's incredible. Yes. Let me ask you this question. Um, as parents of prodigals, uh, you know, we often pray, we may preach, we may uh, play Christian music. Mm -hmm. But in your life, what are some of the things that if your parents had done would have pushed you away from the faith? Huh. Um that's a hard question. It's it's a hard question because my parents were pastors. Right. Uh, we had no choice. <laughs> right. Um, we 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 came to church. You know, we we were there. We set up. We broke down. Right. You know. Mm -hmm. Um, but that could have been something that I was looking at church as a chore. It was wow. just something wow. to do. Mm -hmm. Um, it's something that I'm accustomed to. Right. Mm -hmm. Um. I knew when to stand up. I knew when to sit down. Right. You know, I knew when to lift uh, unholy hands. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it's, it's a it's shameful. But at the same time, that was me. Wow. You know that that was me. And. The reality is. Raise up a child in all the ways they should go. Right. Mm -hmm. And they will never depart. Right. Right. I'm walking that. Mm -hmm. Um. And it's, it's so awesome because, you know, I, I, I love God genuinely. Mm -hmm. So like now when I even hear myself speaking about that testimony, when I ask myself that question, do I love God genuinely or do I only serve God because my parents are pastors? I can honestly say I love God genuinely and I have a relationship with the Father. See, when you know God as Father, when you know Him as friend, um, it's different. See, when you just know Him as the, the man in, in the clouds or, mm. or the God in heaven, the God that rules with an iron fist. Right. And, you know, if you do this, you're going to hell. And if, if, if you know God as that only, 
it'll make you run away. Right, right. And then think about this. You have parents that treat their prodigal children like that. Right. Don't you know that what you're doing, you're going to go to hell? Don't you know? Mm-hmm. And they want to, you know, they want to enforce, enforce, enforce. Right. The intention, the, 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 their intention is good. Right. They're, 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 I guess, the, modus operandi. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the way they're, the way they're speaking doing it, right? Is, the way they're yes, doing it. can push them away. Yeah. 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 A hundred percent. Wow. Um, so yeah, for, for me, um, just growing up in it, you know, it's what I was used to. Yeah. Um, but now, you know, Hey. I, I, I'm humble, but I know God uses me mightily. Yes. You know, <clears throat> we have a ministry, Joshua Tribe and, and Soul Purpose Church. Um, it's a young adult ministry. Me and my wife are the directors. And I have a, a co-director, Brandon Wilkins, right. um, a, a guy that I, I took in and, and discipled. And this this guy was hungry. You know, he was hungry for, for, for just knowing the truth. Right. Mm-hmm. And now to see, you know, it's funny. We were meeting in my apartment, just me and my wife and him. Mm-hmm for eight weeks. And then fast forward three years later, you know, we established Joshua tribe and we literally only had maybe five people that were coming. And these, these were just people that were in our, in our house, in our church. Now, I mean, on a, on a night we have 38 people, you know, and, and that's the norm, you know, um, the least we have is 16. Right. Mm -hmm. And you will see how, even if things start small, God will just, if the presence of God is there, if you're seeking God in spirit and the truth, you'll see how it'll just bless you wow. just overwhelmingly. So for parents, don't be discouraged. Mm. Um, I'm a speaking with testament of that, um, that, Hey, I was raised in church right. and I didn't have my full blown encounter with the, you know, baptism of the Holy spirit until I was a man. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, don't give up. You know, don't give up on them. All things are possible if you believe. Amen. Amen. At this time, we have several prayer requests, which are going to be before the throne of grace. And what we're going to do is my brother Jamie and I is going to, we're going to touch and agree and take each request as it comes. Our first prayer request is for our brother Jamie's daughter and his daughter's uh, friend, China and Alexa. We mentioned earlier that they recently accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, committing their life to Christ, their lives to Christ, and renouncing old lifestyles. And so the last thing we want to see, which can happen and we want to pray against, is the enemy will try to snatch the seed from the soil Mm. so it doesn't bear any fruit. But we're going to pray against that. Prayer is not just petition and supplication and intercession. Prayer is warfare. Yes. Uh, we need to pray against the power of the enemy, the wiles and schemes of the enemy. So we're going to lift up China and Alexa in prayer at this time. Please join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you so much for China and Alexa and their salvation, my God. The prayers of parents have been answered. Lord, they trusted in the process and they trusted in the time. There may have been times when the parents were discouraged and were waiting, but you brought it to pass, Lord God, in your own way and in your own time. And we thank you for their salvation. But now, Lord, more work needs to be done. The warfare and the battle is not over. The enemy is not going to let this go. We know the enemy will try to win them back. The enemy will try to tempt them 
into old lifestyles, snatch the word of God from their hearts, tempt them to say things and do things and go places and behave in certain ways, Lord God. Whisper in their ears to turn away. Sometimes the enemy whisper in their ears that they're overdoing it. So you can read your Bible and pray, but don't overdo it. But Lord, we pray against this. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, we pray for China and Alexa that you hold on to them, Heavenly Father. Strengthen their faith. Encourage them to read your word, to pray. If they're not already in a good Bible-believing Christ, preaching, salvation, saving, soul-winning, end-times church, Lord God, bring them to that such a place, Lord God, where a pastor is preaching the uncompromising Word of God. Strengthen China. Strengthen Alexa. Fill them with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, Heavenly Father. We pray, Lord God, against the powers of darkness that will try to lure them back, Lord God. And the same way, Heavenly Father, the same way that the birds of the air will try to snatch the seed from the soil, we pray against these demonic birds that will try to snatch the seed, the Word of God, from their hearts. Give them perseverance. Give them strength. Give them encouragement. Give them fortitude. Fill them with your Spirit and make them both the mighty women of God, which we know you can make them become. And strengthen the parents, Lord God, of these two young women to continue to pray and persevere in the faith, Heavenly Father. We thank you for answering prayer, and we pray that you continue to hold them in the hollow of your hand. They're going to get raptured. We thank you for that, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Our second request, which our brother AJ is going to take, is for uh, a young lady by the name of Valentina. She is the daughter of uh, two members of our church, Cecilia and Brian. And Valentina is a young woman who we are praying for her return, her return back to the faith. Okay. And she's also involved in addictions. And wow. so we're, we're going to ask that you pray for Valentina's return back to the faith yeah. and deliverance from addiction. Praise God. Father, I just come before you right now on behalf of Valentina, Lord. Um, I stand in proxy for her. And uh, I just ask you to, to meet her wherever she is right now. Um, may you speak to her. Even if you have to give her a dream, a vision, may you go wherever she is right now, that this will even be a testimony to her parents um, so they can see what they've been praying for. Lord, we know you can do it. We know nothing is impossible. Mm. Right now, I come against the, the, the battle of addiction that she's struggling with. Whatever it is, Lord, you know. But we come against it right now. You say where two or three are gathered, there you are in the midst. So we know that you are listening to these petitions. You are listening to these prayers, Father. So we can boldly approach your throne, Lord. And we can ask you to, to fight on Valentina's behalf um, with this battle of addiction. It will not kill her. She will be back. She will come to you, Lord. She will come running to the Father. Yes. And we stand on it. We agree upon it. And we thank you, Lord, in advance because it is already done. Yes. We worship you, Father. Amen. Amen. Our next prayer request is for a young man by the name of Edgar, a young adult. Well, maybe he is not a young adult. Edgar. He is the adult son of two members of Soul Purpose Evangelical Church. 
Frank and Rose. Uh, Edgar is involved in an illicit lifestyle, and he is living a certain lifestyle, but he's also doing certain things in his daughter's presence. Maybe his young daughter is seeing some of the things that he is doing. Well, we've been asked to pray for Edgar's salvation, deliverance, and also pray for the daughter, the child uh, in this situation. Yes. And we're praying for that the Lord convict Edgar of what he's doing, and we're praying that the Lord open up his eyes and that he come back to the faith. So let's touch and agree for Edgar at this time. Heavenly Father, we have prayed for Edgar in previous podcasts, and we bring him up before you again, before the throne of grace. Heavenly Father, we just continuously present him to you. You see the lifestyle that he's living, the things that he's doing, the people he's hanging out with, the places where he's going, the people he may be having at his home, and the things he's doing while they're at his home. Lord, we pray that you convict Edgar of what he's doing. Convict him of his sinful ways. Open up his eyes to what he's doing. Your word says that there is no peace for the wicked, and we pray that you give Edgar absolutely no peace in his life until he realizes his need for you, Heavenly Father. Goad him, Lord God. Goad him in the side so that he sees that he needs to accept you as his Lord and Savior, Lord Jesus. We pray for his deliverance. We pray for his salvation. We pray for your presence in this home, Lord God. We pray against the forces of darkness that are in this home, that you cast them away, Heavenly Father. We pray for this young child, Lord God, who is in this home, that a battalion of angels be around this child, protecting and guarding her, Heavenly Father. Be in the midst of this home. Fill this home with your Holy Spirit. And I touch and agree the same thing that AJ prayed earlier. Maybe it's through a dream, a vision, a song, a gospel track, a co-worker. Whatever the method is, Lord God, do whatever it takes to bring Edgar to the faith. Save him, sanctify him, fill him with the Holy Spirit. We trust you with him. We believe it's done. We're waiting for the testimony. It's coming to pass if that hasn't already been done. In Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. Amen. Our next prayer request is going to hit close to home. Um, Joshua, we're going to ask our young pastor, AJ, to pray for his own brother. Joshua, as he uh, mentioned earlier, is a prisoner of addiction. And he has been on several of our men's retreats. But, you know, the enemy doesn't let these things go. Right. And so we're going to commit him to prayer. We're going to ask that you pray for your brother. Uh, bring him before the throne of grace. And we're going to touch and agree with you right now. Amen. It's no coincidence that I'm praying for my brother tonight. Yes. Um, but right now, I, I just thank you, Lord. Um, for I know what I'm aware of is that he's on the road of recovery. Yes. So, Lord, I just thank you, first and foremost, for for allowing him to go through that but may this time may it stick lord mm. um because i know there's there's plenty of trials that he has been through and he will do so well and then he would just drop the ball so right now we wage war against the enemy yes we come against the the devil the demons that have have been trying to come and steal away the call because he has a mighty call on his life mm. 
and the enemy knows it. So he comes to, to steal, kill, and destroy. Because if he truly worships you in spirit and in truth, he knows that the, the, the enemy knows that it is over for him in his life. So Lord, I just ask you right now, to send your Holy Spirit to him right now in this very moment, wherever he may be in the rehab center, may he have a encounter with you. May the Holy, may your Holy Spirit just in, in dwell in, in the room that he's in, that even if there's other people around him, that they will, will feel the presence of God. Um, I just lift him up to, to your throne of grace. Lord, have mercy on his soul. Have mercy on him, Lord. Have mercy on him, Lord. Um, we know that it could even be frustrating, even as a brother, but for my parents, Lord, continue to give them strength. Yes, Lord God. Um, continue to, to just give them outpouring love mm. because as they as they go into ministry and as they 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 continue serving you. We know the enemy wants to stop that as well. He wants to stop their peace. Yes. We come against that. Mm. So right now, I just thank you for what you're going to do in advance for my brother Joshua. Mm. His name is Joshua. There's no coincidences that that's his name. May he cross that Jordan. Yes. That Jordan, the the thing that 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 has held him back. Mm. May there be no obstruction in his path. We come against addiction right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, yes. And we come against uh, depression. We come against anxiety. Yes. Because we also know it's it's a it, it's a mental thing. It's a sickness. People don't realize that addiction is sickness. So we come against that infirmity right now, mm. that spirit of infirmity, and we cast it to the dry and barren places. Mm. We worship you, Lord, and we thank you. Amen. Amen. Our next prayer request is for a young lady of the name of Angelica. And I think Brother Jamie uh, Jeremiah, I, I, I don't know if I pronounced his last name correctly. Torricci, I think it is. Yes. Yeah. Sounds Italian. It sounds Italian. <laughs> young lady by the name of Angelica. She's related to uh, this young man. Angelica. We pray for Angelica every week. Yes. And Angelica is a young lady, again, also in bondage to certain lifestyles and ways of thinking and uh, hostility to the faith, um, depression and low self-esteem. These are the works of the enemy. And so we're going to lift Angelica up before the throne of grace as well right now. Heavenly Father, as always, we have, we have prayed for Angelica in previous programs, and we lift her up again, Heavenly Father. We will continue to lift her up and the others up on a regular basis, Lord God, praying for them continuously, like the, 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 the woman who was knocking on the door of the unjust judge, continuously knocking, Lord God, till we get satisfaction and the answer and praying in faith. We lift up Angelica to you, Heavenly Father. You see the lifestyle that she's living. You see the hardness of her heart, the closed mind, the closed heart, the closed eyes, Lord God, the hostility towards the gospel and the way of life that she's living. Heavenly Father, we commit her into your hands. We pray that you open up the closed eyes so that they see the truth. Open up the closed ears so that they listen to truth. 
open up and soften the closed heart to make her receptive to the truth. Mm. And ultimately, Lord God, when the ears are open, when the eyes are open, and when the heart is softened and open, the mouth will open to confess you as Lord of her life. We pray against the power of the enemy, Lord God. He is not going to allow her to get saved, but we rebuke the forces of darkness yes. right now in the name of Jesus, the same way that Abraham went into the enemy's camp to rescue Lot. We are entering the enemy's camp right now to rescue Angelica. We claim her. We plead the blood of Christ over Angelica. We pray for her salvation. We pray for her deliverance from the forces of darkness. And we just cast these forces of darkness away from her, pleading the blood of Christ over her for her salvation, for her deliverance, for the filling of the Holy Spirit. Make her the woman of God we know you want her to be. We call it dumb. We're waiting for the phone call. We're waiting for the testimony on the air, yes. that which will say, Angelica is saved. The work is beginning. The work has already begun. The work is done. And Heavenly Father, we pray for the parents, the relatives of Angelica. Lord, where there is discouragement, replace it with encouragement. Where there is weariness, replace it with strength. Give them fortitude and perseverance. Help them not to give up praying, but to continue to pray and be watchful therein, Lord God. Don't let them get discouraged. Don't let them give up, Lord God. The weapons of our warfare are mighty yes. to the pulling down of whatever stronghold That's right. is holding Angelica. And we pull down these strongholds right now and claim Angelica for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, Yes. amen. amen. Our last prayer request, um, when our pastor, Albert, was co-hosting with us, a woman by the name of Mary Ellen called in. Yes. And she has a husband named Kevin, and they have a daughter named Gabby. And when Mary Ellen called in, she mentioned that her daughter, Gabby, who's a teenager, was extremely hostile to the gospel. At one time, she may have been in the faith, but she has since turned away from the things of God and is hostile and doesn't want to even hear about the things of God or go to church or even consider the blood of Christ or think about the things of eternity. And so right now I'm going to ask my brother AJ to pray for this teenage girl. I believe she's 16, Gabby, a young lady, and also pray for the mom, Mary Ellen. When she called in and was speaking to our pastor, she began to cry because her burden for her daughter and her family was so great. Wow. So we're going to pray for this young teenage girl, Gabby, the mom, Mary Ellen, and the dad, Kevin. Okay. Father, I just come before you right now. I pray right now for Gabby, yes, 16 years old. Yes, we come against depression. Yes. We come against anxiety. Mm. We come against suicide. Yes. We come against any of the words that were spoken into her life, mm. not by her parents, but by the people around her. Yes, Lord. There's people that have said stuff to her that, that she holds on to. Mm. Hurtful things. But Lord, may you come and comfort her. May you be there for her when she calls upon you. So right now, I just thank you for what you're going to do in Gabby's life. We come against anything that will try to hinder or try to rob what you have planned for her life. Right now, I lift up her parents, Mary Ellen and, and Kevin. Mm. Lord, that they may 
seek your face truly. May they worship you in spirit and in truth. Yes, May they set the tone. May they set the example. Yes. Yes. That Gabby can, can see and witness mm. that there's a change in her house. We know that there's alignment, the father being the head of the home, mm. the wife, and then the children. Yes. Lord, do a new thing in Kevin's life. Yes, Lord God. Call him. Call him out, Lord. For where the things that he was lacking in and the things that he have been slacking in in his life, mm. have mercy on him. But Lord, may he step up in his priesthood. May he step up in his manhood. May he step up in his fatherhood. And may he be a true example of what a man of God looks like. And may he affirm his daughter for all the negative things that she has gone through. May he restore her with positive words. For what the enemy has stolen, let him go and, and go into the enemy's camp and take back what has been stolen from his daughter. Right now, I, I, I pray for Mary Ellen. Mm. that she would be the perfect helpmate for her husband. Yes, May she pray without ceasing mm. that mother's prayer for her daughter. Yes. May they come into agreement with one another, for we know that you see them as one person. Mm. Let their prayer life grow. May it grow on fire. Yes, Mary Ellen, you may be tuning in right now. Don't be discouraged. Kevin, if you're tuning in, don't be discouraged. Mm. God is with you. God loves you. He loves you with an everlasting love. Gabby, if you're listening, if you, if you are listening with your family, mm. I'm speaking right now to you, wherever you may be. Don't be discouraged. You are loved. Mm. God loves you with an everlasting love. You are precious in God's sight. Don't believe the things that were spoken to you. Those, they're not true. Don't let the enemy confuse you. Mm. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. God has given you dreams when you were a child. God wants to speak to you. Mm. Don't be afraid when he speaks to you in the dreams. Because mm. in the last days, it says that my spirit will pour up upon all mankind and he will be giving dreams and visions to the young and to the old. We are in, like brother Allen was saying, we're in an end time church, right? We're in the end times. We're in the last minutes. Yes, that's right. Don't be discouraged. God loves you and your whole family. Lord, we just thank you. Yes, Lord. And we give you all the glory, honor, and praise. And we stand on your word, father in Jesus mighty name. Amen. Amen. Well, wow, I believe that those were prophetic words you spoke. Praise God. And again, if, uh, you know, the, they may be listening live, but even if they're listening through the download of the podcast, they may listen at a later time. It doesn't matter. The Spirit of God's going to minister to them. I really believe that those words were prophetic in their lives. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, that bears witness. All glory to God. Well, you know, we've come to the end of our time together at this podcast, the Parents of Prodigals podcast. And I want to thank you for tuning in. We will be again on the air next Thursday, January 12th at 7 p.m. We have gone over, but that's okay as the Spirit leads and takes control. Amen. I want to thank uh, the following people. I want to thank, of course, our board man, 
Jamie Shuck, my brother Jamie Shuck. Thank you so much, brother Jamie. You are a godsend. He's the man. He's the man. And I want to thank especially our co-host this week, Pastor AJ Feliciano, for being here with me this week. Pastor, do you have any closing words for us? Yes. Uh, thank you for having me. This this was awesome. Um, I can see this ministry just growing uh, fruitfully and, and abundantly. Um, I will close with something. Um, the Lord has put on my heart. Mm. Um, we are in the new year. This yes. is the this is the the podcast, right? This is the start of the new year, start right? The new year. I'm That's the first right. guest. So That's praise right. God, That's right. Amen. Mm -hmm. um, but the Lord has been preparing us. Mm. See, COVID came in th two three years ago already, right? And it came marching in like a king. Mm -hmm. But there was churches that stood open. That's right. There was churches that would not bow down. That's right. That's right. And we have been preparing for battle. This house, you, if you know, we've been here. We've been we, we've been studying mm -hmm. in deliverance. Right. And God is now calling us to start operating in that. We have to start walking in that, right? It's part of the Great Commission. That's right. Go ye therefore, preach the gospel, lay hands on the sick, and cast out demons. Mm. We, in this new year, 2023, we are going into the enemy's camp. Mm. We are going to take back what he has stolen from us. Mm. So for the believer, gird up, mm. get ready for battle. That's right. Right. We, we, we were talking about that. The, the, the warfare is not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down the strongholds. That's right. Mm -hmm. This year we are going to be pulling down strongholds. Mm -hmm. There are strongholds that have been lingering for too long. That's right. Mm -hmm. In families' lives, in, in prodigal children, in prodigal parents. That's right. Prodigal parents. In prodigal believers. Mm -hmm. God is saying, get your house in order. Mm -hmm. Get back into alignment. And we are going to start operating in deliverance. Mm. And we're going to be pulling down the strongholds and get ready for war, brethren. Wow, that is encouraging words. <laughs> encouraging Amen. words. Uh, I'm going to go out on the limb here. Uh, Boardman, Brother Jamie, any closing words? You, you said it all wonderfully. Um, this is a, a new year, and I posted on Facebook earlier today, like 2023 is not the year for status quo. Come on, and I think you just confirmed that, mm -hmm. right? Amen. And so status quo has got us here and the church is to blame, right? We, we you know, Nowhere in the Bible does it say use the world to draw the world in. Right. I, I haven't found it. Did you sure. find that? I, I didn't see it. I, I don't know why so many churches operate it. Not mm -hmm. here. Not here at Spec. Right. That's sole right. purpose evangelical church here in Middletown. That's right. Uh, we do not operate in that. And we, we talked about intentional intentionality, walking in with intention. And this is this is the year. And, and we cannot continue to operate in comfort and slackness. That's right. Right. Mm -hmm. No, there's zero growth in comfort. Mm. It is time for us to stop. Um biting our tongues mm -hmm. in worry about being labeled something that we're clearly not, you know, right. we, we got to stop worrying about offending people and hurting people's feelings. People are on their way to hell. That's yeah. right. And so how is it that you show love by letting them go off that cliff? That's right. We should be crying out to them. No, repent, turn away. Oh, but they look so happy. Mm -hmm. No, no. 
there is a hell. As sure as there is a heaven to win, there is a hell That's right. to be cast into. And we we need to go out there and we need to go and take it by force. That's right. right. Enough of this. Enough of, of the, you know, worrying about, you know, who we're going to offend. You know, I, you know. <laughs> I, I did a, a little thing with some clothing called, you know, unashamed, you know, kingdom apparel, right? Right. The world is not ashamed mm. with their pride parades and all the mess that they're doing. They're not even worried about going after your children right in the open now, mm-hmm. trying to convert them, sexualizing them. They're not worried about it. No, we, we cannot. We have to go out and take it by force. But again, the people there, they're not our enemy, right? right. This is a spiritual battle. A spiritual and battle. We, we go here every single week and we battle spiritually for, for our uh, unsaved loved ones. And we got to do the same thing for our those unsaved enemies. You know, right. we got to pray for them and, and we, we, we got to go at it. We got to go at it, but we have to be bold. That's boldness. Right. And, and you know what's going to give us that boldness? Holy Ghost. That's right. right. That's right. We have to employ, like you mentioned, we have to employ mighty weapons. The weapons of our warfare are mighty. Yes. Theos dunatos. Hallelujah. Mighty unto God. Human effort won't accomplish the task. Only the Spirit of God, the blood of Christ. What can wash away my sins? Nothing, Nothing but, the, but blood. the blood of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, We'd love to stay on the air, but we have to conclude our podcast. Everyone needs to go home. We're just getting started. We're just getting started. (laughs) We will be back on the air next Thursday, January 12th at 7 p.m. But we will not stop praying just because we have concluded praying here. We will continue to pray for your prodigals, our prodigals, throughout the week. We invite you to send in your prayer requests and consider participating in our next podcast, please. Until then, we want to leave you with these words of encouragement. Continue. If you're the parent of a prodigal, we can encourage you to continue steadfast in prayer, persevering therein. And most of all, watch the road. Your prodigal, my prodigal, our prodigals will be on it. God bless. Thank you for tuning in. And we will see you next Thursday at 7 p.m. God bless.